Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to the evening edition of Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Mike is working this evening, so he will not be joining us. If you would like to join us in the chat room, come and hang out with us. Please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Curtis Haywood's picture that will bring you into the show page. And below that is the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Saxophonist Curtis Haywood is back with a brand new release called Smooth Ingredients. And I'm happy to have you back on the show, Curtis. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It has been way, way too long, way too. It long. has been a couple of years at least. Yes, yes, yes. seven yeah. to be exact. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but you somebody Who's says seven is a year of completion and eight is a new beginning. So I'll have to chalk it up as as a new beginning. And it wow. Set well, we've been doing the show for seven years, you know. So <laughs> really? yeah. Wow. So that was yes. okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, we've been doing on air for seven years. And I was talking to Mike about whether or not we should make this the last year or just go for 10. And he was he said, Well, let's just go for 10. So we're gonna go for 10. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> wow, seven wow. years. Yes. My goodness. Since the debut uh C D. Okay. And, um, I've been, you know, in the last two years, I've been in just this crazy writing season. Songs have mm-hmm. just been dropping out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I've been, I've got a ton of songs. I, I've got enough songs for for the next two projects. Um, oh. And so you, this this is definitely going to be a season of 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 hearing some good stuff for me. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. All right, let me welcome to the chat room, Mr. Ollie J. Welcome, Ollie. Glad to have you as always. So um, can we start first with your trip to Barbados? How was that? Wow, that was beautiful. Um, Barbados um, is my hometown. I wasn't born there, but my parents are from there, so I just considered my hometown. Okay. Uh, So... Barbados is like a second home to me. Uh, there's a laughter and jazz festival down there uh, in May. Did it last year, and I was I was blessed to get to do it again this year. And it worked. The timing could not have come at a more perfect time because uh, I the CD was actually released in Barbados. Mm, you know, and I had a feeling that that would happen. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. I knew since January that I was pushing for for the May release in Barbados. So okay. I had I had a goal, and I, had, I was on a mission. <laughs> I was on a mission. Wow! And so, where did you play? Well, they like it's, it's actually a whole week's festivities. Um, the actual uh, laughter and jazz night. Uh, is held in um in a a parish called Christ Church. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they have different parishes. Um, and it's a whole week festive festivity. So I went down there. I usually always go down there for the week and we'll do radio and television, you know, promotional interviews. Um, so um, there's uh, there's a the DV DV Resorts um, in Christchurch is where the actual uh, night uh, takes place. Okay. Now you said that um, you knew in that you would be doing your your release there in Barbados. So when you were writing Smooth Ingredients, because there's like steel drums on there, mm-hmm. um, and it's been seven years since we talked to you last. I don't know if there were steel drums on your the CD that we talked to you about then, but in writing Smooth Ingredients and adding those steel drums, was that because you knew you were going to be in Barbados? Well, it all came together. Yes, I did, I would have to say, because mm-hmm. I've played Steel Pan way back, long time ago, back in the 80s. Uh, I played Steel Pan. I played in a band, and it just kind of fell by the wayside. And um, when I started working on the project, uh, you know, everybody wants to have... It was part of my marketing, uh, my marketing uh, plan, because um, I don't know if you if you go back that far, but Andy Norell um, was a phenomenal steel panist, and he brought steel pan to smooth jazz back in the the 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it was part of my plan, and the I finally said I, I two years ago, right at the the start of the the writing spur, um, I took the steel pan out started practicing it after all of these years, blew the dust off and really uh, got my chops back up. And uh, I was nervous because, you know, you putting out a project with all of the heavy hitters, you know, I'm, I'm on the same playing field as everybody else. So you, you, you got to come correct. So, um, yes, it was part of the plan to, to put the, uh, pan on there and it almost didn't make it quite frankly no? yeah mm. um you know unfortunately you know my, you know my producer and i producer and i we kind of had you know disagreements and agreements here and there and um i had to simply just insist that it this had to be on there and i'm glad because you know what my buddy elon trotman just released uh, his CD, and he's got Steel Pan on this. So I'm so <laughs> glad that I stuck because I would not. I was not going to be a happy camper if I if if I listen and I hear him come out with it, and I didn't. I, that that would not have been pretty. Yeah. Now, how do you learn how to play the Steel Pan? Because unlike a guitar that has strings or a saxophone that has different moving parts, you know, the steel pan is just like a flat piece of, of metal kind of con, you know, kind of shaped into a, a bowl. How do you play that? Are there different notes in different areas on the, on the steel pan? Absolutely. Um, and the song you we're talking about is funky summer groove. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the song that has a steel pan on it. Um, Yes, the 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 steel pan was originated in in Trinidad, and um, they, the craftsmen they take these oil drums, 
and knock them out and they they bang them and they tune them to actual notes so it's really as simple as taking what you already know musically um and applying it there yes obviously it's a whole different animal in terms of technique um it's uh so it's a lot more difficult uh to play because you're especially with speed and accuracy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but in terms of the basic notes, um, you you play scales just like any other instrument, chords, um, and it, it's it's a pretty wicked instrument. Um, it can be played right up there with piano. I've heard steel steel drums play "Flight of the Bumblebee." If you're familiar with that classical yes. song, yes, and you know, I don't know if they have kind of like a West Indian carnival uh, out by you, but in New York, Labor Day is just on fire um, because Mm -hmm. that's when all of the islands, we have our Labor Day parade, and uh, the the biggest thing is the pan, uh, bringing out the steel pan. So um, it it is definitely a force to be reckoned with. And do you have to have, or maybe not necessarily have a, a drummer's background in order to play it or learn how to play it? It sure enough it sure enough would help. Um because mm-hmm. like I said, you're you're rolling every note, uh you're you're hitting it and to sustain it you have to roll just like a drummer. Mm-hmm. And you're and because it's round, it's circular, you're gonna be going around. So it's sure enough a drummer would do very well mm-hmm. on on a steel pan. Um the flip side is you can't just be a drummer. You have to know music because you have to know notes and major yeah. and minor. So um, the combination of, of a drummer and a mus- and a, someone who actually plays a, 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 um, a toned instrument, that, that's what it takes to play pan. Wow. Well, thank you for that education. I love the sound of steel drums in music because it definitely adds that um, you know, Caribbean flavor to it, that tropical flavor to it. So thank you for that, because I didn't know a lot of information about that, and I appreciate that. Thank you. No, oh. yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a great, great instrument. Now, are you familiar when I mentioned with uh, Andy Norell? No, I'm not. No. Uh, okay. Yeah, you should definitely check him out. He was in. He was on the smooth jazz scene. Uh, right, very much at the beginning, um, in the '80s and the '90s, when it really was, was, was you know, paving a path. Um, I hope he's still playing. I hope he's still out there. I haven't, I don't know where he is, but it was clearly time to bring it back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I have to tell you that I like that song, um, "Funky Summer Groove," and I love the sound of the steel pans on it. So I will be playing that shortly. But so now you play saxophone, steel pans. Um, any other instruments you play? Um, not as fluent, um, you know, as those two. You know, I play piano for writing purposes, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I play flute and clarinet. You know, I have the students that I teach. Um, I haven't brought them up to speed, um, and quite frankly, the marketability of those for those is not really there on on the on the market. However, at the very same time, would you believe just recently uh, a radio station 
kind of was hesitant of taking my project because they said they were oversaturated with saxophonists. Um, so, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm not surprised at all. Um, so, you know, if somebody were to break the scene, you know, with a flute or, or even a clarinet, you know, clarinet is, is just not an instrument that's on the smooth jazz scene. Yeah. Uh, if they did it well, they would definitely uh, pull some ears. And are you playing flute uh, on on smooth ingredients? No. Um, okay. Probably, uh, probably a project or two uh, down the road. I'll I'll um, get up to speed in terms of flute, but not this one. Okay. All right. So let's talk about smooth ingredients. Uh, tell me about the CD. Well, uh, the 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 main word is the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, you could almost look at it backwards. The ingredients that make up smooth jazz um, uh, is really the, 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 the concept behind the whole CD. Um, because, uh, with funky summer groove, you have this, it's really very much, uh, a very traditional smooth jazz kind of song. It's, it's, nice and light and soft and fluffy and um mm-hmm. but yet i break into this uh, steel pan song over this smooth groove um so it's really a mixture of 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 um flavors in there and um i just love especially coming from the west indies you know, with with all of the flavorings that come in, the, all of the seasonings that go into uh, the food that I love, uh, when 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 I when the name struck me, I was like, it was it was a done deal. It, it was like, stop, go no further. This is it. Um, and then from there, we have um, I have some reggae on there, uh, song Mo Bay, um, as in Montego Bay. Mm-hmm. And um, I love reggae. Oof, man. <laughs> and um, I could talk about that some more. Um, and then I have some Latin on there, um, some Latin jazz, um, you know, smooth Latin jazz, which is the title track, Smooth Ingredients. Um, uh, so I've, I've put so many different flavors on here. Um, my covers are, um, you know, Tonight by John Legend. I'm so glad nobody did that yet. I was was shocked when I was searching and trying to look. Because, you know, you figure a song like that, you know, somebody should have jumped on it by now. But um, sure enough, it got saved for me, and I was so happy because I was glad to to cover it. So, um, yeah, Smooth Ingredients, as you look through the CD, um... Uh, let me see, where is it? So we covered the steel pan, smooth ingredients tonight. Um, I've got some other ballads on there. Yes, I want to know. The old school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to That's a classic. Yes. Classic uh, R&B. Um, so that, that's what the whole message behind this was making this uh, a potpourri, <laughs> if you will, of all of the flavors that I feel make up smooth jazz. Well, now you said that you have at least 
you know, enough music written now for another CD, maybe two more CDs. How did you decide what to put on Smooth Ingredients? Well, the uh, it was a combination of the time was ticking. Um, mm. The project kind of got halted for a little while, and then when it got back on track, time was 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 of essence. So. I went with the songs that were most finished. Okay. Um, and then was really hoping, and it, it just kind of worked that way, that they really gelled well. So um, it wasn't totally a, okay, let's kind of pick and see what works. Yes, it was there, but quite frankly, time was ticking, and I had to really, the songs that were finished, you know, mm -hmm. in the original format, and we just have to take them in the studio. Um, and then they just kind of, because part of me was like, okay, I hope these songs are fitting or going to work together because <laughs> <laughs> the time, because, um, you know, I, I knew I had to have a CD by Barbados, which was, which was in May. And January to May is not a lot of time. Yeah. Not a lot yeah. of time at all to really, uh, finish a project okay all right well i'm going to play funky summer groove i'm talking to saxophonist curtis haywood his new release is called smooth ingredients you can find it on his website curtishaywood.com this is funky summer groove with those steel pans <laughs>
Those steel pans are a nice touch to that. That was a funky summer groove from Curtis Haywood's new release, Smooth Ingredients. All right, let's talk about the guitarist and the bassist on that track. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to pick up on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's actually two versions of that song. Um, J.J. Sanseverino, my good, oh, yeah. good, good buddy. Yes. Um, uh, he's was, he's featured on this CD. I have him on um, on four tracks on this okay. CD, and this is one of them. Uh, there's another version where I actually don't play Steel Pan for the solo. He plays a solo, um, but I didn't. I'll get you that. I'll get you that that um, okay. that version. But um, yeah, he's 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 definitely um. JJ and I have a wonderful, wonderful friendship. And um, let me see, the bass player's buddy of mine, um, uh, Jose Asensio. Let me see, did he play on that one? Or was that Travis? I think Travis uh, Milner played bass on that particular one. But um, yeah, that, it, that, that was a really, really... Uh, I enjoyed doing that track with JJ. <clears throat> Very nice. Again, that's called Funky Summer Groove. I like that one a lot. So now you mentioned reggae and how much you like reggae. Is there a reggae album in the future? Wow. Um, <laughs> and a whole album. That would. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. I, I, wow, I hadn't even really thought about uh, that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the table and see, see what it might, see what it might turn into. Um, I know, you know, Elon, you know, my buddy Elon, he's, his last two albums were very, very heavily based in terms of Caribbean. So mm -hmm. um, who knows? Okay. All right. I would like to read a review from Jonathan Widran, and he says, saxophonist Curtis Haywood may have titled his new album Smooth Ingredients, but those laid-back vibes are just the foundation for a dynamic, multifaceted musical recipe designed to feed the heart, body, mind, and spirit. Long in touch with the healing power of music, the former member of Jazz Fusion Ensemble Joshua, who has shared stages with greats like The Temptations, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, and Kirk Franklin, stirs up a wild swirl of rhythmic energy that artfully blends jazz, R&B, Latin, reggae, and even some colorful tropical funk. Haywood provides smooth ingredients for the perfect musical listening experience. It's a really nice review. Uh, yeah, I wish I, wow, that is, I don't, I've had some nice reviews before, but this one coming out of the gate, was, I appreciate that one. Yes, very nice, very nice. And and you, you know, shared the stage with The Temptations and Harold Melvin and the Blue. Curtis, you don't look a day over 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. If you look on my page, um, a buddy of mine just uh, posted a shot um, if you scroll down, uh, yeah, it was I reposted it. 
um, a shot of me in a horn section, um, and it was it was a shot from when I I, I played in a band that backed um, the Temptations at the Apollo Theater in New York. So it's really you know funny that you said that because he just posted that picture today. If you look on my 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 page and scroll down, I just yes. I reposted it. So very, I'm looking very, at it now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, uh, wow. Yeah, I've I've really had I've really been blessed to play for several of the the if you want to say old school R and B, you know, mm-hmm. Blue Magic, uh Temptations, uh Ray Goodman and Brown, Stylistics. Um so I've really been blessed to to have uh opened for them uh, share the stage with them. Two years ago, I opened for Sinbad, uh, the comedian. And um, Sinbad, he's an absolute nut, man. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> he called me up on stage and said, so, you think you can blow, huh? He mm. said, well, i tell you what. Let me put you in your element. I want to see you be one of my backup singers. And he put me behind him and started this music. And he was like, okay, go ahead, do your thing, man. And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm standing there. He's like, come on, man. You you, you know, you all that, right? And, and I just, all I could do was laugh. Because, you know, when a comedian puts you on the spot, you, spot. you don't mm-hmm. know where this thing could end up. <laughs> Especially with Sinbad. He is all over the place. Yes. Definitely. Oh man, he's but he's he's an absolute genius. Absolute genius. I saw him for the first time a couple of years ago. Did not know he plays the guitar. Yeah. And um man. You I don't <laughs> well, you know what? You gotta see him real soon because he came out with this whole alt. Um, what do they call it? Uh, an an alternate personality. Yes. And it's, yes. You, so you have you seen that show? You've yes. seen him do that. So yes, he got a he tied a scarf on around his head. Yes. And he called himself Red or Big yes. Red or something like that. Yes. It was hilarious. Oh yes. man, <laughs> yes. So that that show that I did for him, he did that. And I was like, okay, the man is reinventing himself. Oh, yeah. He's reinventing himself, which, you and, know, um, sometimes you have to do that. And can play the guitar. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Can play the guitar. He was good. <laughs> he was so good. That's awesome. I was like, I was surprised. You play the guitar? Wow, yes. It was really, really good. It was no, really nice. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you got your taste of big red. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Memphis red. I think he called himself Memphis red. Yeah, I can't even remember. What ah, alter, yeah. Alternate uh, alter ego is that if that's what you, you know what you want to call it. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> that was a good show. That was a good show. <laughs> All right, so I'm um, Curtis. The next song is Mo Bay. This is the reggae um, vibe to it. Tell me about this song. Um, I actually dedicated this song to uh, Bob Marley 
and mm. I dedicated it to Grover Washington, mm-hmm. which he's my, you know, he he the Grover was was my my mentor, my idol, if you were to if you would say that. Um, so that song, when you listen to it, uh, um, you I think you will definitely hear some Grover. Uh, come out in that song and just the melody if you listen closely to the melody I really tailored it as to something I truly believe you would hear from Bob Marley if if, try to listen to the melody and really try to put yourself into listening to something that Bob would would sing Mm -hmm. and I, I think you might agree with me that oh. I, I really tailored that melody for something that, that Bob would have sung. <clears throat> okay, this is Mo Bay.
<laughs> Mo Bay. <laughs> That's from Curtis Haywood's new release, Smooth Ingredients. Ollie in the chat room says, Bob and Grover, nice mix. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Very nice. Now, do you um, keep in touch with the Joshua members? Any of them? You keep in touch with them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I just, what, two weeks ago, I had a CD release performance in New York in a spot called Carol's. And uh -huh. um, my my former members came out. Um, one of them is in is 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 in relocated to Atlanta, but uh, two of my former members came out. The guitarist and the drum player drummer um, came out, so it was like a little family reunion. Um, it, so it was it was really really nice um, to see to see them come out. <clears throat> oh, good, good. Now, Ollie J in the chat room, he's a fairly new listener to the show, and I appreciate him for that. He does not know about the story of you um, not going to bed without your instrument. Could you uh -huh. share that story? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ollie, um, when I first started playing, the, actually, was trumpet was my first instrument. Um, you know, I knew immediately, as they say, it was love at first sight. It just, there was a chemistry that I knew absolutely that music is what I wanted to do. And, um, so I wanted to sleep with my, with my trumpet. I was around six-ish or so, six, maybe seven. <laughs> um, and I wanted to sleep with my, with my trumpet and, my parents of West Indian descent, um, you in the West Indian home, you don't. There are not many tantrums thrown in a West Indian. <laughs> home. You will get beat with a switch, belt, whatever is closest. Uh, there are. There is no BCW Bureau of Child Child Welfare and Services mm. in the West Indian community. Uh, you get the rod of correction is real strong, um, but they ultimately had to give in, and um, they let me sleep with my trumpet. Um, I honestly don't actually have recollection of that. It was my mother who told me that story, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I actually believe it was probably more around five or six that um, that I was that that happened. So, but when she told me, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know. I, <laughs> I almost caught a cramp. I laughed so hard. <laughs> so then I said, so, uh, and my parents really were not in favor of me, you know, doing the whole musician route. You know, again, West Indians, you get a trade, you get three, four, five jobs, if you've heard the joke about West Indians having four or mm. five jobs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that whole music thing, they would just they just were not hearing having it. So when I laughed and I told my mother, I said, So why did y'all give me such problems about pursuing my music when you saw that from day one? <laughs> <laughs> I was like the proof was in the pudding. How did y'all even think about saying no to me? 
Mm. Um, but sure enough, came around high school time, and my brothers still had to come and back me and get behind me and go on my behalf, go on my behalf to my parents to let me go uh, to a specialized high school. I went to performing arts high school. You know, the one fame, I want to live forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, so here it is now I'm going to high school. I'm like, come on, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Get with the program. Even so, then, even still then. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, I hadn't given it up. And it mm. was so, you know, I've I've been blessed to have known from an early, <laughs> early age yeah. that music was was my was my calling and that that truly is what it is i'm absolutely by far my best when i am on stage Mm, yes yes wow that's a great story i ali i I definitely had wanted you to hear that story because it was seven years ago that we heard it (laughs) but i remember when we first heard that story and i first read that i thought how crazy is this he wants to go to sleep with an instrument <laughs> you know, some kids want a, a toy or a blanket or something, but no, you had to have an instrument. <laughs> and you know, once you let a kid do something once, yes. there's no turning back. So, you know, as a parent now, I I constantly second guess when, you know, when my kids ask me to do something, I'm like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> if, I, if I dare say yes once, you know. But then you you know you're the monster if you say no. So it's it's that whole negotiating of parenting is is not a fun game. <clears throat> well, I'm glad that you followed your passion, Curtis, and uh, pursued your your dream. You know, yes, that's yes, awesome. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It's really <clears throat> it's really it really kind of tugs at me when I come across my high school uh, you know alumni who took it that far, but for whatever reason, you know, wasn't able to, chose not to, for whatever reason, did not continue to pursue because mm-hmm. music is, is I, I say it all the time, I will never ever step on anybody else's gift because uh, all of our gifts have their place. Mm-hmm. Um, but the healing factor that is in music there's just no other gift like it. Um, oh yeah. The arts in general, obviously, dance, music, and art. But obviously, being a musician, um, there's just the healing nature that comes with music. I've dealt with uh, very challenged populations. I've dealt with populations who have mental health issues, who have substance mm-hmm. abuse issues, and I've brought my music to them. And I've seen it time and time and time again that music, um, you know, is far beyond the universal language. Um, it is the absolute epitome of a healing element that mm. we all need um, and desire. Um, right. So I'm I'm blessed ten times over to have been chosen to have uh and how confirming it is when someone comes up to you and says, your music touched me in this way, or when I listened to this song, it made me feel good. You know, it that is. that just confirms everything. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. it is a very, 
it affirms you, yeah. it acknowledges you, um, it accepts you for who you are, and you know those are those are key elements that every human needs to know exactly. that they're affirmed, they're acknowledged, they're accepted, mm-hmm. they're approved. What you did was was approved. All of that is at the very very core of every human being's mm-hmm. personality mm-hmm. profile. And if mm-hmm. any one of those are lacking, um, you 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 the the chase is on. As to how to fill that void, and um, it, it like so. You're right. Every time you hear, I even you know it was a revelation for me because um, when I was talking about dealing with the, the the challenged populations that I've worked with, I am also a certified mental health therapist, mm-hmm. and um, that's how I've gotten introduced to that population. Um, and then I've dealt with people who have substance abuse problems. And then finally, one day, the light bulb went off and said, you know what, music, being a musician, music is like a drug. Because yes. when I play my music, first of all, for me, there's instant gratification, mm-hmm. just like a drug. And like you said, when the person comes up after listening to a live performance or they've heard the CD and you get that back from them, um, it's very much like a drug that that puts you on a high. Um, And I really do get it. I do get it. I do understand. I obviously don't condone, but I do understand why some of the greats who have reached such high peaks in in their careers why they have such a crash and burn um and, and unfortunately end up on 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 drugs i i get it i understand it i mm-hmm. really really do because mm-hmm. when you're constantly being fed and unfortunately you know in this country the whole idolization of of musicians and the arts goes way way too far um but that's just simply another reciprocity of of the person of people saying this is what your music does to me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so yeah you 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 hit the nail right on the head mm-hmm. <clears throat> ollie wants to know if your kids play um my uh well yes and no i have a 17 year old daughter who's off to college in three weeks mind you get out yeah <laughs> She she sings and she she acts and she actually started to play saxophone uh, back in in, in the elementary and I, I think I kind of scared her because um, uh. I took it real serious and I should have mm-hmm. made it more playful for her mm-hmm. um, but I was like all right we gonna do this we gonna do this and then she kind of backed off but she sings um, wonderfully. Uh, my middle daughter. Yes, I have. I have three daughters. I'm a, in a house full of women. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my middle daughter doesn't necessarily sing, but she dances. She can dance her butt off. Um, and then I have a little one who's like she's hot to trot behind me anytime I'm in my studio and she hears any kind of music. She is down here with me. Um, so I'm teaching her the piano. So they're definitely, definitely arts, um, you know, right here in my family. 
that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, the last song tonight. Tell me about this one. Oh, the John Legend song. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, I think I said it earlier. I was so glad that nobody had did that song yet. I was shocked when I found out, and I was like, "Oh, all right, done deal." Um, to me, you know, being married—that's for coming from me. That's that's where that song is. I'm I'm talking to the married folk out there, the people who are who've been committed relationships, and because um, that's that's some deep stuff he's he's talking about. He he's laying down some some heavy bedroom talk in that song, and um. You know, I even look at, you know, in the Bible, if anybody's ever read the book of Solomon, Song of Solomon, uh, there's some serious bedroom stuff going on, even in mm -hmm. the scriptures. So, mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, if you want to use the term a hopeless romantic, uh, so ballads like that, oof, man, I could chew, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds to me like there's a reggae album in your future and a ballad. Oh, oh yeah, because you know what? That that song's got a reggae element in there. It's yeah. got a reggae flavor in there. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm really really feeling, uh, felt that song, uh, the you know the way John did it. <clears throat> Okay, this is tonight.
Oh, man, that is nice. I like that. That is tonight from Curtis, new CD, Smooth Ingredients. Oh, I love that one, Curtis. Love Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. So where are you performing next? <laughs> well, um, I just, you know, I just finished um, the opening in New York. Kind of when I got back to New York, I did, I was, I did one in, in in each borough, except with the exception of the Bronx, I did a show in Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan from May, June, and July. So now I'm about to hit Jersey. Okay. Um, and then um, just to give you a little uh, little hint, um, JJ and I have been having some serious talks about uh, putting a show together. And um, oops, there goes my. Oh, got a little co-host there. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> her name is Zoe. Okay, um, hi Zoe. As a matter of fact, if you look on my page and scroll down, I posted some pictures of her a couple of days ago. Um, she got caught eating a chocolate bar, and she oh got yes, all <laughs> over her face. So um, that's yes. my little Zozo. That's the one who's who's uh, came down for her music lesson. <clears throat> so um, uh, she has but, beautiful eyes. Oh my goodness! Yes, she's she's a heartthrobber. Yes. Okay. Um, so um, so basically, right now I'm looking to really uh, prep for uh, um, uh, to hit the tri-state area, uh, Jersey, and um. Um, I will definitely be announcing where where I'll be performing next. <clears throat> okay. All right. Let everyone know where they can find you on the web and smooth ingredients. Uh, yes. Um, again, CurtisHaywood.com. You can hear samples. You can hear samples at iTunes as well. Uh, if you want hard copy, good old-fashioned hard, hard copy, the one I like, uh, Amazon is still very much available and has the hard copy. Um, and um, all of my uh, social media um, basically are um, is, is my name, Curtis Haywood. Okay. Um, so uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I'm mainly on Facebook because uh, I like to write. You know, mm -hmm. the other the other social medias you have to like get it all in in five words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm like, come on, <laughs> you know. I'm like, it's real. I'm, and then I had to say, my goodness, is this catered to the younger generation that can't write a complete sentence? You know, are yeah. they, You know, is it that bad? I, I, Twitter. Oh man, I, you, I will back post. I'll post something on Facebook or on Instagram, and then it'll post to Twitter. But to go to to Twitter directly, because mm -mm. uh -uh. okay. I sit there and I see the characters counting down, saying you got 16 characters left, 15 characters left. I'm like, come on, I got a whole lot more to say. <laughs> what do you mean I got 15 characters and I have to sit there and edit it and right. I have to become an English major as to how I can say this in three words. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, 
Um, but yeah, and I do manage my pages, so if you do get a response, it, it is for me. Um, okay. So, um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for, for no, thank you giving me thank this you. time. No, it's my pleasure. I apologize again for all of the delays, but I have enjoyed talking to you so much. So, thank you. Yeah, no, and then like I said, I will definitely, me, JJ. And um, possibly Paula Atherton would definitely, that's going to be in the works. Um, oh, okay, cool. Because we're really the only three in the New York City, in New York City, that are are doing smooth jazz on on the level, uh, you know, on the big pl- on the big playing field with everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Okay. So, um, awesome. So, That's so be great. many guys, you know, so many guys and acts come out the West Coast. So um, I think it's time we we blow some easterly winds your way. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, say hello to JJ for me, um, and uh, hopefully I will see you guys together. That would be a great a great uh, combo. You, him, and Paula. Good combo. All right. I mean, that's half a band right there. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Well, thank you again, Curtis. I've so enjoyed speaking to you. Thank you so much. And uh, Zoe, thank you for joining us as well. (laughs) (laughs) And tell your one listener that, that or at least least the one person who posed the question, please, you know, hit me up on Facebook and um, so he can... Uh, let me know where he's at and, and if, if if I have so happen to be in his town soon. Okay, that's Ollie J. All right, Ollie, you heard that. Hit him up. Let him know where you are. All right. Well, thank you again, sir. And you have a good evening. Thank you. You too. All right. That was saxophonist Curtis Haywood. His new release is called Smooth Ingredients. Definitely check it out. I think you'll like it a lot. Thank you, Ollie, for hanging out again. I appreciate, love you for always tuning into the show. Thank you so much. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen, and you've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz, and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Thanks again, Curtis. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.